Today's episode is going to be a little different. Some of you may know that in my undergrad years, I went to UC Irvine, and recently I was asked to be on their ZotRx podcast. So today's episode is a rebroadcast of that episode in its entirety, hosted by Ryan Guac. Hello, everyone. Welcome to season two of the ZotRx podcast, a place where we invite UC alumni in pharmacy to share their inspiring stories on their road to success. The show is brought to you by Pre-Pharmacy Society at UCI and Anteaters in Pharmacy Alumni Chapter. This episode is also rebroadcasted on the OCPHA podcast and the Pharmacy, IT, and Me, Your Informatics Pharmacist podcast. And I am your host, Ryan Kwok. Without further ado, let today's episode begin. Hello everyone, welcome back from summer. Hope you all have a good rest and get to enjoy good times with your family and friends, especially having a fresh new start to an in-person year of UCI. How exciting. And also, welcome back to season two of the ZARX podcast with nine more new episodes featuring distinguished UCI alumni who are rising in the field and accelerating the practice of pharmacy. I'm your second year in a row host, Ryan Kwok. In today's episode, we will have the host of the podcast, Pharmacy, IT, and Me, Dr. Tony Dow, to share his unique pharmacy story with us. Please welcome Dr. Dow to the ZotRx podcast. <laughs> Dr. Dow, I'm sure that a lot of us already know you, but for those who haven't, would you just like to further introduce yourself? Um, yeah, sure. So my name is Tony Dow. I'm a uh, informatics pharmacist right now at the current uh, local pediatric hospital. And um, prior to that, I worked over in a county hospital, also doing a pharmacy informatics role. And I also uh, work as a per diem pharmacist in a clinical role at another hospital. I was a undergrad at UCI. And after I graduated from UCI, I went to USC School of Pharmacy for my pharmacy degree. So that's kind of like a little summary about me. All right, without further ado, let's start today's episode. First of all, would you like to describe a little bit of your life before UCI? Yeah, sure. I guess just before UCI, I went to high school at La Quinta High School locally. I didn't really know what I wanted to do in high school yet, but I basically just wanted to get into a university so I could start getting like a bachelor's degree to then get into, um, you know, a professional school later. But I didn't really know yet at the time. And uh, yeah, in high school, I, mo- I was mostly involved in like volunteering groups at school. Um, and that, that was pretty much about it. When I was in high school, you know, I was, you know, trying all these different stuff to try to get into university. Wasn't really sure what I was going to do at that time. And I'm sure that we both share the same feelings about it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a kind of, I saw my friends, a few of my friends in high school that, already knew from that point they wanted to get into pharmacy school. So some of them actually um, applied to UOP for their their straight out of high school program, which is like the two plus three program where two years of undergrad at UOP, then three years in pharmacy school. But I, at the time I was just like, I don't know yet. I just wanted to get into an undergrad first and then figure it out from there uh, what I wanted to do. Although, you know, growing up, I did have an inkling or kind of like a slight push towards the field of pharmacy because that's what my parents kind of like uh 
um, suggested to me. I I personally was looking into working in music, but then it wasn't something that was as stable that I was gonna. It wasn't something that I would feel like would be stable for the future. So then I was still not decided yet on what my career path would be. All right, perfect. So I guess we can move on to a little bit about your UCI experience overall. What are some of your major memories at UCI in general? I I think the major memory is studying a lot at the science library, like almost every day. And uh, so when I was at UCI, I was a bio major. And another kind of very, very memorable moment was when I was in biochem. And I just remember that class being very, very difficult. And it was, uh, it's because I, I was more like, you know, someone that really liked chemistry, someone really liked physics. So I like to understand things. So when I had to like do all the biochem stuff where it was like just memorizing, straight up memorizing, it was very, very difficult for me. It was also very difficult for like a few of my classmates. And I remember when I kind of shifted my thinking back to like how I usually like to understand things. So I, I really started learning, you know, rationale behind what these mechanisms are and how they kind of like formed and things like that. So when I started to understand how and why things were being done, that's when I kind of naturally memorized, quote unquote, like memorized it a little bit better because it was actually less memorizing since it was more about like making sense of things logically. And then, you know, because it makes sense logically, I can kind of get to the answer or to the thing that they ask us to memorize just by going through that logical steps of um, why did it get to this spot? So I think that was a very important concept about like um, understanding will help you in memorizing because understanding is the key into like how to know how things work. And I think another thing I was, I remember a lot from undergrad was being part of a group. It's called uh, AIMS. I don't think it's around anymore, but AIMS is uh, aspiring internships for medical sciences. And it was like a club, but it was not really a club. It was more like a service group where we tried to find internships for people who are pre-med, pre-farm, pre-dental, any of the medical sciences. And we try to get people to um, match up with those uh, those sites so that they can have those internship experiences. Uh, and then in undergrad, I, I also remember at UCI, I was doing a lot of things. So I really had to learn how to multitask, which was, I was, you know, outside of UCI, I was teaching piano. I was, uh, you know, um, also part of a UCI lab. I was also doing tutoring on the side. I was also working in the restaurant as a part-time magician. So I was doing all these different things. And, you know, being at UCI, having to go through and get all my degrees while doing all these things really pushed me to to learn how to multitask and manage my time better. So I think those were the things that I, I kind of remember the most during my undergrad years. Wow, I didn't expect you were a magician at, at one time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was something that kind of started when I was in the... Uh, well, was a junior high. I just had trouble like speaking with people and uh, I was a very shy. I still am kind of a shy person, but uh, it was one of those things that kind of helped me uh, break out of my shell and communicate with people was mm-hmm. learning magic. So in during undergrad, I, I got, actually got a role as a, a magician at the restaurant. So that just developed my um, uh, interpersonal skills a little bit better too. It was great to hear all, you know, your experience at UCI is so similar to me and my peers right now who are, you know, going through the usual UCI undergrad life. Well, biochem was hard for everyone. I mean, (laughs) and also especially having these many things going on at the same time, it's just a little bit overwhelming, but 
also rewarding at the same time if you were able to find yourself in these situations too. And I really like your point where you, when you try to like, I guess, memorize things, you would like to learn the reason behind them. I think this really much applies to uh, us as undergrads trying to go into pharmacy, trying to learn all the medication names, what they do. I think it's really useful because I remember when I first tried to memorize medications, I don't know what I was thinking. I was trying to go from A to Z alphabetically. I was like, this is not working for me. So then I just kind of changed it up my way of trying to learn, you know, go by class, go by, you know, and try to like memorize their brand and generic name again. And it just really helped me to understand more what these medications, uh, especially when I'm currently working um, in the pharmacy right now. Yeah, it's it's funny you mentioned brand generics. Like even like during pharmacy school, I had issues sometimes remembering the brands until like I realized they were naming brands in certain way sometimes. Like like uh, you know like for Prevacid is named Prevacid because it prevents acid, and and uh, Protonics it's because proton pump inhibitor. So like there are still also naming kind of rationales behind brand names that that also helped me memorize those too. Like when I was uh, trying to remember remember those drugs. Another question that we have over here is that uh, during your UCI years, how did you find out about pharmacy? So during my UCI years, I was part of Pre-Farm Society. Um, that's that's how like I got uh, introduced to a lot of the things in pharmacy. I mean, honestly, it was still like that kind of thing that my parents um, slightly suggested me to do. So I tried to learn more about it, and I did join Pre-Farm Society. And you know, every month or two, they would have like a special uh, speaker come in who's working in the field, kind of talk about what they do uh, in their field. Uh, and that's pretty much to the extent of like how much I knew through UCI about pharmacy. And then I also got a role, like uh, I was just a pharmacy clerk at uh, Long's Drugs, which is now CVS, but at the time was Long's Drugs. And I worked there for a couple of years uh, trying to get like the experience of working in the pharmacy and kind of seeing like what a pharmacist in the uh, retail side, community side, uh, what they do in their day to day. Um, so, so that was pretty much my extent at the time they had talked about like the school possibly opening another major for pharmacy, but during my years there, it was not done yet. And that was, uh, my grad year was 2008, but of course now, you know, there is at UCI and UCI also has their own pharmacy school as well. But all those things at the time were not there when, when I was in school. Well, I mean, it's great to hear someone who's from pre-pharmacy society before you know, has come to become so established in the field and, you know, coming back to speak to us. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of surreal for me because I was like, huh, I was just in your shoes not too long ago. And now I'm like speaking with you guys on this podcast. So it's actually pretty cool for me too. I guess we can move on to your pharmacy school experience. Um, you know, during your time at USC, how did you get into technology integration and healthcare in general? So I went to USC, um, my grad year was 2012. At the time, there was not really anything about technology integration in healthcare at USC. Like there was no pharmacy informatics course. There was nothing like that. It was mostly from my own, like just self, you know, go Googling what pharmacists can do with technology. And it's because, uh, you know, I, I know for me, I've always been a techie. Like I, I love doing stuff with computers, uh, with technology, you know, like sometimes in your class, there's that one guy that would fix everyone's issues. I would be that guy. So so I knew that that was my strength. So I always wondered if there was something a pharmacist can do in, you know, in healthcare that related to technology. So that's when I was just looking it up, doing my own research, and I found out about pharmacy informatics. So after I found out that that exists, 
it was something I knew that I wanted to, you know, at least learn more about, you know, try to apply for when I graduated pharmacy school. So it was something I just really let all my like preceptors know, all my professors know that that's my biggest interest and um, try to do all my projects in school kind of like with a technology flair, I guess, with it. And yeah, like that, that kind of helped let everyone know or be aware that I was one of those pharmacy students that really wanted to get into the technology side of pharmacy. I guess just also a follow-up question. Was there a lot of people going for that particular field at that time? Or is this just something that's very new? Well, the field itself is not new, new. Um, it's been around, I think it started off as pharmacy computer systems back in like either the 80s, I think, or 90s. Uh, it could be before that. Uh, so the field itself is not new, new, but there was a big boom for it because there was uh, the government requirement that uh, health systems had to go electronic by a certain year um, or they wouldn't get reimbursed anymore. So because of that, there was a bigger push towards that that side of things. And for me at the time, I was still fairly in that new kind of re resurgence phase. So not a lot of my classmates really knew about it. Uh, there were a few like residency programs, a handful, I think at the time was like about seven residency programs where they were like a two-year residency uh, for pharmacy informatics. And I mean, now it's like 30 something, but but back then it was only like seven or so. So I, I think I was in the point where like it started to resurge and it was still early for that resurgence. Uh, so I, I think for me personally, I was like in the right place at the right time. That's great to hear, definitely. And do you have any other experience or memories at USC that really influenced your work very much? Well, the major thing in my current work is interpersonal communication and teamwork. And at USC, there was, there was a lot of group work involved. Like, I, I, I feel like that's most of what I could remember. We did have lectures and things like that, but a lot of the actual like cases and projects were all group work based. And I think what I got a lot out of uh, going to USC was the team dynamic aspect of like how to work with the team and how to handle team members. Uh, and then how, how you need to be uh, in terms of like uh, how you can express yourself in the team as well. So I think that part of it really um, kind of stayed with me in my current path, uh, current career right now. Great to hear. So I think we can also uh, move on after pharmacy school when you just you know got out of USC when you start to work. You have provided us with information that you know you previously worked in multiple positions at the time, um, some in informatics, some as just like a per diem as a clinical pharmacist. What what was the experience like in general? Because this really sounds like you know it's been like a little bit of a hectic work lifestyle, having multiple positions as well as, um, you know, what was your work-life balance like at that time? I could tell you that it was not very balanced when I got out of school. It's something I had to work on. Uh, a lot of my colleagues did say things like, hey, you're crazy for working so much, which I mean, looking back, yes, I, I was. But at the same time, I did have some colleagues that said that you, you want to do this when you come out of school because that's when you can. Uh, and then like later on, you can kind of like just um, balance it out a little bit when you have a family. So for me, when I when I started my work at Ventura County, I was working pretty much, it was like 40 hours a week. However, I spent all my own time after that to also learn the system as well, like going through all these documentations, just on my own time because I wanted to learn. Um, and 
I would say it probably was another 30 hours or so of my own time that I put in to try to learn as much as I could about their computer system so that I can be the best worker that I could be. So about 70 hours a week for that. And then I had that per diem job, which in the beginning, of course, when you're just starting a role, you, you need to be there more often. So uh, I was spending three days a week um, for, for that role uh, to kind of just be there, get trained in the clinical side, and then work as a per diem pharmacist. So that went on about seven months where I actually didn't have any day off until seven months later. I'm like, okay, I, I need to have a day off to like take care of different things. So um, that's when I was, I took one day out of the per diem and kind of used that as my catching up with uh, everything else today. Yeah, kind of just over time, slowly pulled back on the per diem to be a true per diem, where then I would only work there like once a month or so. Um, and then, you know, for my my role at Ventura County, I started also to not need to spend so much of my own time when I knew the system very well. So yeah, so that initial year was pretty hectic. But then because I put all that effort in and in that initial year, it helped me kind of later on to pull back and then still be able to do my my functions, but not as in a stressful environment. I mean, that's great to hear. I'm sure that's some great advice for a lot of us students who, you know, are trying to find that balance, engaging in all these activities, you know, academics and different opportunities out there. And I guess where does your previous experience currently lead you to your current position at Chalk? Yeah, so I was at Ventura County for about five years. And when I started there, it was because they were transitioning to from their old system to a new system. And their new system was based on the Cerner system. Basically, it was part of the requirement, like I said earlier, that the government had, where you needed to switch over to electronic records in order for you to um, you know, get reimbursed by, the, by Medicare. So when I was there, we were doing that project. That was my initial like, reason why I was there. And once we went live with that project, uh, going live means the system is turned on, then there's just a lot of little things to to implement and then also a bunch of things to maintain. And all of those different pieces of technology that I worked on, you know, with like the, there, you know, we had Pixis machines, uh, which are kind of like cabinets where medications are stored for nurses. Uh, we had like our smart pumps. We had, you know, even in the Cerner system, we also had to build in some programming logic to fire alerts and things like that. And um, we also had to write through a code called CCL, which is a Cerner thing, uh, to pull data back so that people can do studies or research or just even audits. So having all that experience, uh, kind of like it, it kind of like developed my CV very well, so that when I applied to the role over at Children's Hospital in Orange County, uh, it was not that difficult to transition because I had all that experience already, uh, and then. Uh, Chalk actually has this very similar system. It's built differently, but it uses the same base system. So my transition to Chalk was not very difficult, uh, you know, compared to like if someone was switching over to a hospital that used a completely different system. So that's where I am now. I work at uh, Children's Hospital for the last, I think, three years now, a little bit over three years. And yeah, I do most of the same things and a few new things that uh, I haven't had experience with before, but I'm currently learning and, you know, trying to continually learn so that I can, you know, um, make myself as useful as I can to the organization. Great to hear. Always learning, right? Another portion that we would like to ask you about is that, you know, outside of work, you have so many different projects and um, interests that you have. 
I guess we can start off with your podcast. What really sparked your interest in hosting your own podcast, Pharmacy IT and Me, and as well as hosting for the OCPHA podcast? Yeah, so I was always a, a big podcast listener. So like, I, I, I guess you already know now that I worked at Ventura County, but Ventura County is like 100 miles away from Orange County. And I live most of the time in Orange County. So I commuted to Ventura County. So I filled my time during the commute with podcasts. So podcasts was something I have always really enjoyed listening to. And um, uh, the first thing is that, you know, I, I really wanted to do something that was related to the field that I'm in, which is pharmacy informatics. But I was very hesitant to do it uh, because I was always afraid, like, you know, what if I start this podcast? Nobody listens. It doesn't, you know. Or, you know, I don't have experience, whether it doesn't sound good and all that stuff. So I actually have a completely, you know, side project with my friends just talking about Nerd Media News as a podcast. And that was the one I started first just for fun, just so that I can learn how to do podcasting and recording and editing. And then once I was comfortable with that, then I delved myself into the, the, the professional world a little bit by suggesting to our organization, OCPHA, that we should probably have a podcast for the organization to interview local um, uh, pharmacists uh, uh, on the on the show in Orange County. So that was my first professional one. And after a few months of that, then I was like, okay, now I feel more comfortable with doing the pharmacy informatics based podcast, which is based off the um, you know the experience that I've had, and also through my network, I can communicate with you know. Uh, allow my my colleagues who are in informatics to have them on the show and then share their story as well. So that's kind of like my journey through that podcasting space. I mean, that's great to hear. And I'm sure that a lot of people who start their um, own podcast have different stories like on how they started, why they started it as well. Because for me personally, maybe the audience won't know or would know that, you know, I started doing this for our organization, Pre-Pharmacy Society. And you know, it has been a great journey for me to learn, to talk to greatly established pharmacists like you yourself. Uh, and, you know, it was a great experience on my own personally to, you know, hearing all these, you know, great stories and advice from everyone, as well as trying to help my organization provide more and more information to expand our network, especially during COVID times. So that was originally why, you know, we kind of started this ZotRx podcast. But yeah, I guess it's really great to hear someone like you who, you know, who really do enjoy podcasts a lot and find a step up and then try to be engaged in the community. I guess we can also move on, you know, outside of podcasts, you have so many other projects and position. Would you just like to describe some of them and what you currently do in those projects slash positions? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, let me see. So the first thing I can probably mention is related to pharmacy informatics, which is the Pharmacy Informatics Academy which is something that uh, I started with uh, three of my colleagues. And it's kind of cool because like we all were aware of like each other's work, like Dr. David Vu, he's always been doing infographics in on social media for pharmacy informatics. Uh, Dr. Beju Shaw, he's just very active on LinkedIn about pharmacy informatics. And Dr. Brian Vung, he, he has a whole YouTube channel and he's pretty, pretty active in the YouTube um, area about making videos about pharmacy informatics. So we kind of knew like each other in that sense. But we were like, let's let's do something a little bit more and let's just join together and do something. Because what we all found was that you, we've always spoken with like um, students or a new pharmacy informatics that or pharmacy informaticists that uh, 
that needed to have a little bit more experience or knowledge about it in the practical sense. So uh, we wanted to fill that gap with like an introductory course in, in pharmacy informatics in the beginning. So we, we worked on that as a very, very basic introductory course that anybody can take. It's completely free and it's on pharmacyinformaticsacademy.com. It's, it's more like we found that there was a gap sometimes in the pharmacy schools for, for um, providing that information. So we want it to be just freely available for just anybody. Like if they're at a school that doesn't have it, then this can be something that they can just look at. If they're at a school that does have it, this can supplement what they already have in their school. So it was just a way to kind of like spread that awareness and uh, of that field of pharmacy informatics to to people who who may not have access to those sources. Uh, so the other thing too was that a guest lecturer at some of the pharmacy schools, one of them being Chapman, um, one of them also being Western and uh, KGI and USC. And I come over there to once in a while provide lectures on pharmacy informatics. Uh, and then I guess like one of my side projects for fun, which is still business, but is an escape room, which I, I think you wanted to, you wanted me to talk about, which uh, an escape room is like solving puzzles and, you know, a group solving puzzles in 60 minutes to, to escape the room. And it's something that is very, very rooted in teamwork and team building. So my, my friends and I who play a lot of escape rooms, we were just like, hey, let's, let's just open up um, an escape room because we love playing them so much. And so now we're providing another kind of a escape room opportunity for the community that, you know, the community that we, we love so much. So, uh, so yeah, those are some of the side projects. All right. Thank you for providing all, you know, your details of different, you know, projects and positions that you have. My peers love escape room too. And I'm sure that one day they would like to come to your escape room and have some fun. Any tips? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, it's teamwork. So just just speak out loud and it's teamwork. That's the major tip that I always give people. So as we approach the end of this episode, do you have any advice for UCI students in advancing or planning their pharmacy career? Yeah, so I think the major advice that I'd always like to give because I personally couldn't get through this advice myself was uh, having a mentor. I didn't have access to a mentor for me, but I think having a mentor or finding someone that will mentor you is just super, super important and very, very useful. Because if you have someone that is already in the field and kind of like went through that path already, and then they they have that experience where they can kind of like uh, guide you or provide you some advice on what you want to do. You know, having a mentor also means there's that point person you can always ask questions to. And, you know, they may not have all the answers, which is fine but they may know someone that does. So I think it's very, very important and very useful if you have a mentor already in the field that kind of helps you with uh, kind of helping navigating that step for the pharmacy career. I, I think that, you know, pharmacy itself as a field right now is going through some major changes and it may be, you know, difficult to say where we are in like the next five, 10 years, but at least if you have access to someone that's uh, already in the field, you have a better understanding of like what they are seeing, particularly uh, when they're working and where where their career path is uh, at the time too. Thank you for sharing your story and advice, Dr. Dow. Once again, thank you for being our first guest of the season and good luck with your continuing work in advancing the field of pharmacy through information and technology. If you would like to learn more about informatics pharmacy, Pharmacy IT and Me is definitely the one you should check out for. 
It has great information on Feel itself, featuring different guests and as well as the most recent news. So our next episode will come out around three weeks after this episode. So stay tuned to our announcements and see y'all next time. Ryan, Zod out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Zod Arts Podcast. You can learn more about us as an organization by going to our website at sites.uci.edu pharmacy and follow us on our social media. You should also check out our coordinating partners, Anti-Digital Pharmacy Alumni Chapter, OCPHA, and Pharmacy ITME through the individual media. See you next time. Zod out.